Welcome to the Creation Theatre Podcast. Um, I am in the kitchen of the Creation Office uh, with actor and production manager extraordinaire Giles. <laughs> Hello, Giles. Hello. So, well, I had thought to uh, maybe start with what's a production manager, but I think that's probably too much. Too yeah. much question. We might be so, here for a while. <laughs> so I yeah. thought I would go in via um, Giles's first creation show was Midsummer Night's Dream, uh, summer twenty sixteen, where it's this sort of this sort of sums up all the weird things we ask you to do because you were production manager, you were also a GS. Yes. So anybody who saw that show either year would recognise Giles as the man who was lurking around the, in the, the square. The racist, sexist man that no, looked at his daughter. Someone, maybe one of Maddie's friends had said that it was the uh, the best of GS because he, he doesn't usually get a no. whole scene to himself. No, he's got like, like two and a half lines, really. Yeah, but he was quite... Well, anyway, so so that was the one... So, so you came to us via Zoe. Zoe, yes. I'd just worked um, on production manager show for Zoe like weeks before that. And Zoe was like... Do you want to come to Oxford? <laughs> oh, we're going Great, to yeah. <laughs> um, so, but that was that was a more traditional in the back of the van around to local theatres. It was, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was definitely not a creation. No. Thing. But that has a similar thing that you're in the show in the evening, but also then in the daytime it's your job to pack it all up and Yeah, I, I to be honest, I've been doing it for quite a long time for various companies, usually only in theatres. So I made the mistake of, pe- of letting people find out that I can do technical things as well as act, and consequently you never get to <laughs> yeah. do one thing again in the rest of your life, which is fine. <laughs> who knows? Which is definitely what we do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was great. So yeah, I'd, I'd worked for, I'd done that for Croydon and the LG for Theatre in Chesham and other places as well as kind of stage management or DSM. And in shows, which DSM <laughs> and in is an interesting one. Yeah. That's a kind of that's an interesting <laughs> juggling yourself. act. Yeah. And so Dream started off really like we had what three weeks of rehearsals in Oxford that first summer and I'd say we did about two and a half weeks of just thinking really hard yeah, in the pouring rain <laughs> oh god in the it was pouring horrible. rain oh god yeah and because the most the main thing anyone who saw that show would immediately recognize was that it was so complicated and trying to simplify it so that we could safely not you know not not like physical safety but this, the safety of the experience we could give a hundred people every night a consistent experience that made sense yeah. just required so many yeah. post-it notes and and uh, but also from a production a boring production management mm. point of view actually physically the idea of moving people safely and efficiently it's like there's that level of where they have to have fun and they have to be incited by what they're doing but at the same time you can't they can't cross that road yeah. and they can't go in that building because it's not safe for them as an audience member so you're kind of always trying to steer people away from it's not limiting creativity that I hate I hate to think of it like that but yeah. it's, it's just you have there has to be a point at which you say we just don't have the time and the resources to do that to make that safe and yeah. Zoe the um Zoe yeah. season the director of that show is like if Giles is on kind of if it's a spectrum and Giles <laughs> is on the end of people can't cross that road safely Zoe's like we put them on a donkey they can cross the you know like she's <laughs> yeah, always the one absolutely. upping yeah. Zoe's like Zoe's um uh, what? No, I don't mean theme tune. Like catchphrase for that show uh, was everything had to be maximum crack. Yeah. Like we had to find the th- yeah. the way of doing the idea that was the most fun, the most unexpected, the most surprising. Which all of those things in production manager speak is the most it's, dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> like, but I think that's it, it, production managers get a really bad press really quickly because, and it's a, a worldwide thing, isn't it? Everyone blames health and safety for something, mm. and it's not health and safety has nothing to do with anything. Health and safety is specifically there to enable you to do things. It actually, mm. is just there so you can do it. 
it doesn't stop you doing anything. What stops you doing something is budget, actually, realistically. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can do anything in the world. You can jump into a volcano, I don't care. If you give me the money, I'll make it happen. But So you're never there to stop things. You're just there to say, well, we can have this, but that impacts on this because we can't afford to do everything. Yeah. If you see what I mean. And and having that that question on dream to try and ha- well we had ten locations in the circles and mm. then another a really you know a big location which had a, an illusion and lighting and sound and then another one which was actually a working church that we had to move in and out so all of this stuff when you come and watch the show has been problem solved by a production manager probably yeah. if you think how did they get away with this it's probably because after every show. Or it's, it's probably just luck. Yeah. I mean, realistically. <laughs> just being really polite to people and asking really um, nicely. That's one of the lovely things about working for creation is that, and, and Zoe to some extent as well, is that actually you, it's, you are able just to ask. Yeah. And it's a very supportive environment and a really fun place to work. So no one says to be ridiculous or... Like we, everyone's just up for trying it. Let's have a go. And if they say no, well, we'll find a different way. But yeah, actually, think at no point do you ever not ask the question because that's not how theatre's made. Yeah, it's, it's an, it is an interesting. It's a bit like that um, that like uh, improv game where you're not allowed to say no. Mm. You're allowed to say yes. Yeah, or yes, maybe, or, or probably, yeah. or whoever. I feel like that's the. I should explain, by the way, that Giles hasn't fallen asleep, but um, I, I am currently host and seat to Obi, the office dog, who snores quite loud. So he's obviously really interested in what it takes to be a production manager <laughs> and has started sure. to quietly snore. I'm sure, uh, everyone so is. That's what that noise is. Okay, wait, where's my notes gone? Um, and yeah, well then, well then, I was going to ask about acting and about is that did you start acting is that did, did well, you go strong I school? did start as an actor yeah. well, I went to university and did an English degree because mm-hmm. I, I couldn't really afford drama school and I went and did a post-grad as an actor which was great yeah, I loved it and it was, you know that's I would infinitely rather be a produ- an actor than a production manager because it's so much easier <laughs> um, <laughs> it really, you know it's nice to play around with text and it's lovely being mm. in a rehearsal room and realistically the stress is, is managed in a different way as an actor, and that's mm. that's fine. And and you also get the fun of performing in front of people and that that interaction with an audience, which you don't get as a production manager. But that doesn't mean that I don't really enjoy the idea of problem solving. Yeah, I was going to say I can imagine. Like obviously for us, it's an amazing bonus to have an actor who also has all the kind of production skills. But I also think if you were in a show that also had a production manager, that might be a bit of a nightmare because you might. You would want to fix things and want to help and want to... Yeah, I mean, I think you just always do anyway. I mean, yeah. But I think that's part of part of the theatre, is that it, it's such a collaborative thing. Like, I yeah. mean, I, like, I know when you get right to the top of kind of subsidised theatre and it's really, especially in the States, it's really compartmentalised and you can't do anything outside mm. the little box, but that's not, uh, that's not what I find interesting about theatre. What I find interesting yeah. about theatre is sitting in a room with people with ideas and working out which one is going to be most interesting and how we, how we do it. I think it for us it feels like is is the people who've been around longer. Like you de- you tend to find that the kind of the, the sort of recent grads actors turn up and really drama school has taught them how to how to act and learn yeah. a line and deal with the script and all that kind of stuff. And then the more work they do, the like James who played Toad in um, Banbury this Christmas, 
it was basically an ASM. Like, you'd, you'd <laughs> yeah. come in and the call would be, you know, they'd have a fight call before the show and James would be hoovering the stage. Be like, James, someone else can do that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he knows someone else could do it. But also, he's involved in the process and it's interesting. And, yeah. you know, there were points where he was kind of coordinating the, the kids' chorus, the, um, the mm. kind of young company coming on and off. And, and yeah, I think it, the more shows you do that have that ethos, the yeah. more you think, well, I can be helpful here and I can help the process to move. But, and But I think it's also part of... Um, I think it's a really important part of an actor's process as well, actually. Like, it's very, it's very easy to shut yourself off and become very isolated as an actor, kind of when mm. you, especially when you're kind of, if you're playing leads in big shows as well, particularly, you, you, you know, you, it can feel very like it's all about you, and it isn't. It's mm. about, it's about the process and the people that come to watch it and how they react to the company, and actually, it's just simple things like being involved in a technical part of the show means that your focus is in a different place and that probably you're a healthier actor, I feel like, mentally <laughs> healthier. Got, yeah, 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 because yeah, you've yeah. got more. Um, and so what have you been doing this year? I feel like I've, had, I've been aware of you being like touring all over the place. Well, not this year because it's 2018, but last year. Uh, so last year I we did Dream again and I went literally straight from Dream into... I was working for Theatre Royal Bath. Um, they did a tour of production Driving Miss Daisy with Sean Phillips, who is just hilarious. She's one of the most amazing women I've ever met in my entire life. She's 84 and has more energy than anybody I've ever known and knows, knew like every line of the show on the first day of rehearsal. She was amazing. Incredible to work with. So that was a lovely tour. And that went, I went straight from that into Panto in Peterborough, which was fine, where again, I'm kind of DSM and in it a little bit and production manager in a vague way. And then uh, from that, I went into... Bizarrely, the director of that show has a house on the Isle of Lewis, which is one of the Western Isles. Essentially, it's the Outer Hebrides, and there's a tiny theatre on the island. It's about 200 seats, and they don't have any professional theatre, so we go there for a week and do a panto for... We do 12 shows in four days. This is the point um, over Christmas where we're like, because Giles is also working on Dracula, so we're batting around <laughs> things about Christ- about Dracula over Christmas and like, come in, come in, ring Giles. Is he in the outer properties? Where is Giles now? Like, uh, and that's, that's a, again, that's such a bizarre experience because you're working in, in a theatre, a professional theatre, but they just, because they don't have professional shows mm. and, and that kind of island mentality exists where nothing is ma- nothing has, there's no time pressure on anything so <laughs> where are you going to go you know the lovely technician who Mike is brilliant and you, you know it's like Mike can you do you mind setting up the monitors for sound and he's like yeah okay and sort of four hours later you're like Mike are they, are they done it's like yeah I'm getting around to it <laughs> I'm like, do well, it soon could, could we we open in about two hours could we do it now maybe and, and it doesn't it kind of it's a very very different uh, atmosphere to most Theaters. Do they get really good audiences? They because absolutely they're... sells out every, yeah, every show because amazing. they just love it and they don't see anything like that as well. And they're so frost, so friendly, and they, you know, they just won't leave you alone in the street, which is great. <laughs> you know, for a week it's fine yeah. because you are like the local Probably celebrities not. for a week. But I think more than it's that, the weirdest it might be gig. Like, oh. Yeah, it so really weird. is completely bizarre. Six hundred and thirty-two miles of driving in a day on the way up yeah because you've back. got the panto in a van so you're you're then yeah. having to take the whole thing yeah and it's beautiful oh, it's wow. lovely up there and they're really friendly people and you know there's like golden eagles and sea otters and, mm. and huge deer and a tiny island where no shops open on a sunday uh, but but fascinating and lovely to do yeah like once a year for a week and then you can come back to the real That's world weird. where people do things when you ask them to. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, well, I suppose we're not like a, a weird theatre on a tiny island, but um, but there is something 
unique to the way that this that creation works in the kind of site specific element, yeah. the scale of the site specific. So I feel like we're, we're always in different places and we don't make kind of, you know, small um, sort of pop up shows. They are the kind of this, the combination, I think, of the scale of yeah. the show and the, and the constantly changing location. You know, there's much, much bigger um, open air stuff like Regent's Park, but they're always in the same space. Yeah, Whereas absolutely. With... It's just a theatre really without walls. Yeah. Whereas realistically what creation are doing is something very different. They're making shows yeah. in a specific place and usually, to some extent, the place forms a part of how the show works. Yeah, that's, I was thinking of 1984 really when I was yeah. formulating that sentence of like, because Giles also production managed that one, which was just technology. I mean, really, like, like often yeah. the production manager is responsible for set build or for sourcing bits of you know, bits of set and furniture and that kind of stuff. But 1984 had almost none of that. Well, completely none no, of yeah, that. Yeah, none at all. Um, yeah. And was just monitors and cables and splitters and yeah. technology. Yeah, and that's it's great for us at Creation because uh, Ava Roster, who does a lot of the the um, AV design that's in the sh- on the shows that I've worked at, is absolutely wonderful. Um, so she'll just give me a kit list realistically, yeah. and, and then and then actually all it is is trying to work out the most efficient way to find it and to buy it and to make that work. AV designers, sorry Ava, are absolutely <laughs> wonderful, but they tend to be very kind of closed off from the world of people. Yeah, so just, they know what the end result, yeah. the beautiful end result they want. And, and they're, they're often, they often very have a very strong image in their head, but AV is so complicated, realistically, with mm. file formats and types and cables which are very specific and very different. Even like across platforms, if you're working on Mac or PC, mm. it's just the difference is astronomical. And actually, as a production manager, you, you, just, you can't know that. So you have yeah. to just... Essentially, you're just chasing tales of what people have offered you as information, really, and providing that as much as you can. Which I suppose is pr- most of production management, really. You're not there to... You're not really there to be creative, actually. You're just there to, mm. uh, to allow... Are the designers, the artists, to exercise their creativity without limit? I think is the yeah. what I feel like a production manager ought to be there for. Except that your your main, like you said earlier, your main line of creativity is how on earth do we give them that thing they want yeah. within the budget? Yeah, so absolutely. that really yeah. you're often the one who's thinking around, like, okay, well, it could be made of that, or it could be made of this, and what if we could reuse that? And yeah, it's often a yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, problem yes. solving kind of creativity rather than a kind of pie in the sky, what should we do kind of creativity. Yeah, yeah there has to come a point, I think, when when ideas have to be made some sort of concrete thing, and that doesn't yeah. necessarily limit them. It just means that they have to then be. Achievable, yeah. Got to at least get it written Probably. down. Yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> inside the because um, the way a, a creation production team is is structured, um, kind of they're running the show every day is the DSM, which would be deputy stage manager. But for us, they're not deputy to anyone; they're just the stage manager. <laughs> yeah. But because they're on the book, that is what is known as a DSM. Yeah. Um, they would usually have an ASM who kind of runs around, helps with quick changes, does all the propping before the show. And so the production manager is sort of the head of that department. Yeah. So if, if the yeah. DSM turns up to 1984 on the day, plugs something in, and it doesn't come on, then it's you that they call yeah, going, yeah. what can I try? Can I plug this in? Can I, like, could it be that cable? Like, you're often the sort of tech support. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, there's, I think, especially in kind of medium-scale theatre, which I think mm. creation count as. They're definitely yeah. not small-scale, but a lot of the companies I work with is kind of this level realistically the production manager and stage manager are one person mm. because it's just not it's not necessary to have yeah. two roles in that instance especially for site specific realistically yeah. because there isn't a stage to manage it's a venue and that's yeah. a different thing so 
So yeah, I, yes, I suppose so. You're kind of there as to make if something goes wrong, it's my problem. <laughs> and you're the one getting all the. So the um, <clears throat> the stage manager after every show will send a show report. So we'll put together, you know, this actor dropped this line, or this cue was missed, or that that cue fired twice, or something. And so it's the stage manager who who the, the production manager who kind of troubleshoots that form. Yeah. And if there's a bit of costume that's falling apart. That probably goes back to the, the designer or it goes on to the producer. But, yeah, I feel like you're the one who's going to intervene at that point and go, yeah. OK, I've ordered what, replacement hasn't such and such. Or, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, these things. So yeah. even if you're not the kind of Giles actor production manager and you stick around, yeah. um, which most of our stage managers, um, our production managers don't do, you've still got that kind of, the whole time the show is on, you're still getting an email every day. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there's a, there's a process thing as well, because actually, the, like, who, Lucy, our wonderful DSM, who's fantastic but it's a big job DSMing mm. a creation show because actually as you say there's a lot of uh, technical stuff that goes around mm. it and so actually often generally with shows as they run in the longer you do them the easier things get because you've got time to kind of work out processes mm. but actually realistically Lucy doesn't necessarily have time to work out the processes so you kind of has. You, as a production manager, once your job yeah. is done, you almost have to become junior to everybody else and just try and make everyone else's job easier. How are we going to fix that thing? Yeah. Just, yeah. To, just if you can save people five minutes off the setup time, then it means they, they've got time for a cup of tea. Or like if something goes <laughs> wrong, important. they've got time to fix it. Yeah, to have another go round yeah. it. Um, and so the reason that you're in our kitchen and I can even grab you um, is because Stracula rehearsal started up again this week. So, yay. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, so Giles has been digging around in boxes of cables. Ah. We're very organised in the creation office, not. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you've amassed, amassed a load of stuff. Yep. So the end goal, I suppose, is Saturday night when we get yep. in to Blackwell's for the first evening and we set up, then we open the following Saturday. Yes. What does your week look like between here and there? Um, so re- really kind of today I'm just here because it's just nice to be around. That means people can chat to me and that kind of thing. So then t- tomorrow, Wednesday, um, it, it the timber gets delivered to a workshop and I will spend probably Wednesday and Thursday building whatever set needs requiring there's some pieces of set that have been outsourced to a carpenter uh because he's better at building things than i am i mean as a production manager you end up being kind of jack of all trades but mm. but realistically some bits of set like well while i can do this let's make it look nicer yeah um so uh, yeah i've got a mirror to build and some sets of treads steps for people who aren't in the theatre, kind of <laughs> why, why, why we don't that? call things things? Who knows? Um, yeah. So yeah, a couple of sets of treads and some boxes and that kind of bits and pieces. It's all relatively easy stuff. So that's a couple of days in the workshop, uh, and then I'll probably end up giving Ginny and there's a couple of painters coming uh, a time to to paint, and I'll give them a hand with that. That's fine. Uh, I need to come and pick up some uh, steel deck for the staging, also some legs that need cutting to, to length for the staging that goes into Blackwells that we're putting in. Saturday is a big morning of pickups, me, and then we move it all into uh, Blackwells on Saturday evening. Yeah. At which point, once the kind of set is up and the lighting and sound and AV departments are kind of installed and happy, realistically, I just get to sit back and watch, <laughs> uh, which is lovely because uh, because Lucy, our wonderful stage manager, she's very happy to kind of run the tech. It's mm. she'll be running the shows. So it's much better for her to do it than for me. So yeah, as soon as probably Sunday, halfway through Sunday is done, 
my job is just there to kind of make sure everyone else is okay and mm. make some tea. <laughs> just keep making people tea. This yeah. show has got, I suppose, more so than than a previous creation show. Certainly, like our kind of out of our comfort zone is projection. Yeah. So it's got two, <laughs> three, uh, four projectors, two big projectors, four, three big projectors, three big projectors, and, one, small. and one handheld projector. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. To me, it seems like that's the thing that if we nail it, everything will run smoothly. Yeah, yeah. It, and if it's buggy, it'll um, take us ages. Yeah, AV is always the very the, the most difficult one, realistically, because it's the newest department, and I mm. think it, people are getting used to it still as a concept. And it, and it takes uh, it takes longer to do because it actually involves part of sound and uh, re- yeah. realistically, you're having to do a focus in the same way that your lighting department are, and also sort out the sound in the way that your sound department are, mm. but then also get video edited and get it moving and flowing smoothly which realistically is almost impossible till you're in the space yeah um, so it's as much preparation as you can do but then you've just yeah. got to bite the bullet and yeah. see how it looks yeah and, and obviously creation we don't work on enormous budgets yeah. so whilst we've got three projectors and in the world of dreams you'd be looking at getting three identical projectors yeah we can't do that it's, so just three not, it's not achievable so, so we've got three projectors one of yeah. which is borrowed two which we bought from eBay but um so it's like balancing light outputs and throw lengths yeah. and that kind of thing. So there's there's a lot of stuff to go into game to it. Play. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to stop um, bothering you, making you talk to me, and you can go and sort out all those things. Oh, it's Enjoy. It's days away. It's days <laughs> away. Um, okay. Cool. Thank, well, you, thank you for stopping. No, no worries. Thank you for listening to the Creation Theatre podcast. You can find more episodes and all the latest creation news at creationtheatre.co.uk. Thank you.